Welcome to this episode of Athletic Training Chat. On this episode, we are back down at Mueller Sports Medicine, this time talking to Richard Avis, who is their Director of Marketing and Product Development, also a former athletic trainer, uh, someone that I've gotten to know pretty well over the last couple of years and always enjoy having conversations. I affectionately refer to him as the AT Mad Scientist as he's always scheming and coming up with ideas, looking at the most recent literature, and just figuring out what they can do to make better products, help athletic trainers. We get into all of that. Um, we really dive into tapes and the different kinds out there and all the different properties of it, things that you might even not even realize that you actually utilize and think about that's important, but they've found to actually be really important to what you're trying to get done and accomplish with the different uses of tapes. So with that, enjoy this episode. episode of athletic training chat we are down at mueller sports medicine in prairie du sac wisconsin sitting with richard avis which i'm not entirely sure what your title is because you do a little bit of everything so we'll let you um dive into that a little bit more but uh we're going to talk tapes and everything they have to offer and the amount of effort and input and engagement that has gone into it i know i've seen many a survey come through my email and happily fill them out to provide feedback um but first wanted to get your background is extensive um from being an athletic trainer to everything else you've done so please right fill in what you'd like to thank you uh um my title is uh, uh marketing product manager and uh, i am an athletic trainer by trade although um i was out of the trade for um many 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 years um, I went through the program at Western Michigan University. Uh, I won't uh, provide a date <laughs> further uh, uh, back than I like to think about. But uh, uh, my history, uh, I did uh, right out of school. I was fortunate to, to uh, land a job with a professional sports team uh, and uh, did work in the trenches for uh, a couple of years. Uh, and opportunity knocked uh, in the form of um, uh, going to the sporting goods side of the industry. Um, company called Umbro, uh, big soccer company worldwide, um, came to me and offered me a position uh, in research and development and product management uh, there. Uh, so uh, it was too good to turned down. Uh, I was at Umbro for uh, three years and Adidas uh, came knocking and uh, that was a fantastic opportunity. We actually moved to Germany. Uh, I worked at the world headquarters, uh, was responsible for uh, all of their soccer equipment globally, um, including uh, the 94 official World Cup soccer ball that we developed, oh, wow. uh, which was state-of-the-art at the time. Um, at, uh, at Adi, uh, a few years, and then um, Nike uh, came uh, and uh, presented me with an opportunity that was also too good to, uh, to turn down. So um, right after the World Cup in 1994, left Adi to begin at, uh, at Nike. And I uh, was 14 years in advanced R&D and product management at, uh, at Nike. Um, so um, I've been on the other side of the fence for many, many years. Um, I consulted. Uh, I had my own shop uh, for a couple of years, um, which was not particularly enjoyable because I'm a product dog. Um, I need to have my hands, I need to have grease under my fingernails. Uh -huh. And when you're um, a consultant, uh, especially self-employed, you have to spend as much time uh, shaking the bushes for uh, clients than actually doing work. And, and so that didn't sit so well. 
with me. Um, one day, out of the blue, really, Brett Mueller gives me a call. And uh, literally the first time I ever chatted with, uh, with Brett, we talked for about 45 minutes um, and uh, just, just hit it off. We were simpatico right from the get-go. Okay. And uh, um, that set things in motion. And next thing you know, here we are in uh, Prairie du Sac um, at, uh, at Mueller. And uh, I've been here uh, about three and a half years now. Okay. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, I uh, I can't say how much I enjoy uh, being back in uh, inside of the uh, the athletic training community. Um, it's so much more uh, rewarding than I would have guessed that it could be. Um, the uh, the background that I have, my formal training, uh, has proven to be. Uh, invaluable mm-hmm. as far as uh, having perspectives about uh, developing product. Um, actually, everywhere I've been, uh, uh, even when I was working in the sporting goods side of the business, one of the things that really, um, I think, uh, differentiated me in the industry was the fact that my background as an athletic trainer um, allowed me insights to, um, to talk directly with athletes about their needs and uh, extrapolate things from conversations that perhaps uh, someone without um, the formal training might miss. So right. um, that's the difference between developing good product and great product is oftentimes being able to uh, just pursue lines of questioning and asking the right, the right questions. Uh, so uh, here at Mueller, um, it's been fantastic. Uh, again, I can exercise my background. Um, I'm uh, speaking to, communicating with uh, with the orthopedic community um, uh, throughout the week, and uh, um, we are engaged. Engaged is uh, a big word here. Um, it's part of our mantra. Um, I think uh, uh, the investment that Mueller has made in uh, its staff in the last few years, we've really ramped up um, uh, the marketing mm-hmm. side of the business here, and we can get after things now um, at a level that uh, previously um, was not possible. Um, one of the great things is tape. Um, obviously, when you're talking athletic trainers, um, Probably, uh, for most people, the first thing that might come to mind is tape. Right. Um, I mean, let's face it, tape is a big part of our lives. Tried uh, and true. Yes, exactly. Um, um, as, as amazing as um, the trade has become uh, from a technology and the quality of education perspective, um, the, the uh, simplicity... Uh, the, the elegance, uh, uh, the simple complexity of a product like tape um, is really intriguing. Because, well, the, yeah, uh, the creativity. And well, it seems like such a simple product, mad, right? It's, mad okay, it's, it's <laughs> cloth and uh, some goo. You put them together and <laughs> you're ready to go. Uh, that, uh, that's not the case. I, but, say, I have uh, a feeling it's not that simple. <laughs> no, it's not. And, and uh, uh, again, the difference between being... Um, a tape company and the tape company is is um, mining the depths right. uh, and uh, pursuing the correct lines of questioning. Regarding um, uh, athletic training as a career field, uh, I was actually in um, uh, Los Angeles last year with a regional uh, sales rep out there who uh, is an athletic trainer. And uh, we were at this massive uh, symposium at the Staples Center, actually. Um, every year they have an annual event where they bring in uh, high school uh, student trainers from formalized high school sports medicine programs. They come in from four or five states. And um, Brucey looked at me, and uh, we kind of chuckled uh, because he and I are from the same era. And... Uh, he mentioned the quality and the level of training that uh, these kids are getting now. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it was he was half joking but half serious when he said that he thought that uh, it was very well possible that these high schoolers were getting as good uh, a training into the trade as we might have been getting at the university level right. back in the 80s. Right. Okay? Uh, and so, obviously, when when you do get to the university level now, I'm just astounded, actually, at uh, how the uh, – how the trade has has evolved and the quality of people that uh, that are coming into it, and uh, Mueller, um, we want to do uh, everything in our power to promote um, athletic training as a career. Um, it's a business, but um, athletic training is a big part of our DNA. Right. And it's a passion here. And it's something that uh, we take personally. Um, so getting back to tape, um, speaking about how outwardly most people would think it's a very simple type of product, some things to consider. Um, the first thing I would say is, um, uh, in regards to how, um, tape has evolved in even only the last five years, mm-hmm. um, uh, five years ago, uh, for example, the, um, the number of choices that an athletic trainer um, would have had as far as options for a white strapping tape, for example, uh, there were about 25 um, on the market. Okay. Uh, now, uh, there are upwards of 43 okay. uh, wow, variations on theme that are out there. Uh, we're seeing uh, competitors... Um, selling direct uh, off of the internet um, and uh, the the, uh, the level of competition uh, has become uh, incredibly fierce um, it's hard to differentiate actually there uh, believe it or not there are a fair number of ats out there that uh, are confused <laughs> about product I can believe um, that. and um, every once in a while uh, we'll run into an AT who thinks he's using one type or brand of tape, and it's it's not. Um, so it's just uh, there's a lot of white noise. Right. And uh, uh, for us here, with uh, our resources and our capacity to innovate, um, it's all about opportunity, yep. really. And um, by engaging athletic trainers again getting out into the trenches um we do a lot of surveying for example yep um last year we sent out uh, a tape survey uh looking to dig into uh the details uh about how ats think when it comes to how they evaluate and choose a tape um the uh the survey was incredible, and, and I should mention that um, regarding the trade again, typically when we send out a survey, the, um, the response that we get, um, it's not unusual for us literally within 24 hours to have multiple hundreds That's of responses impressive. coming in. And for this tape survey, uh, within two or three days, we had over 700 Wow. Um, uh, responses to this uh, survey. Um, so I think that qualifies as an acceptable sampling. Um, well, I think that speaks to people feel heard because right. how many surveys do you get? And you just, mm-hmm. oh, not going to do that one just because right. well, you don't want to do it. So that I think part of it also is that um, as ATs, you are um, so consumed with the task at hand that um, honestly, I think very few ATs um, spend too much time thinking about the details of mm-hmm. the tape, right? Right. Uh, you're at a show or a sales guy comes in and you pick up a roll of tape and it's like, yeah, yeah okay. I'll Great. Give it a yeah, roll is it going to stick? Yeah, yeah, what's it cost? Um, but um, uh, when we went out and we actually started digging into um, uh, what it is, uh, in in the brain that uh, registers with ATs when they're evaluating a specific type of tape or a brand of tape, um, 
I think they really got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, don't know that we turned anybody into real geeks. And there are some tape geeks out there. There are make, definitely. I know a couple no mistakes. of them. I yeah. mean, uh, you'll have guys pick a, you know, a little sniff of roll of tape. And, uh, and uh, um, that can be um, funny. But um, um, through uh, the engagement that we've had with the AT community over the course of the last couple of years, we've identified actually um, uh, multiple properties uh, that uh, ATs consider when they're um, evaluating a uh, type of tape. And the interesting thing is that um, there are uh, actually uh, nine properties that uh, ATs, if only subconsciously, account for when they're evaluating okay. a roll of tape. And the interesting thing is that obviously from one AT to the next, they're going to, uh, each of those values uh, will have different, th- there will be different weighted values assigned by every AT, depending on what's important to mm-hmm. them, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it wouldn't be the least bit unusual. You could put a dozen trainers in a room with the same type of tape and get eight different opinions right. about that same tape. What works great for one trainer, another uh, one might say, I wouldn't be caught dead using that product. So um, it's really fascinating to track on that and we're continuing to p- pursue it. So uh, things like uh, tensioning. Obviously tensioning, uh, the amount of resistance that is provided as, as uh, tape is, is taken uh, off the roll, for example. Something as simple as this. When we go in, every once in a while, I'll have a chance to uh, sit down with some ATs and basically do what I just did Mm -hmm. with seven or eight different types of uh, this type of tape. And they're amazed at when they go from one right to the next, the differences in feel just by the tensioning, okay? And that's just the physical element, right? Mm -hmm. And this all has to do with um, getting into the details again. the materials that go into the tape, the chemistries, how the tape is actually manufactured. Right. Um, there are a lot of variables that, that uh, come into play as far as um, the actual ten- tensioning, which can be measured um, uh, here in our lab. This is one of the standardized tests that um, that we conduct. But um, um, when you add uh, more vari- variables such as um, how an AT even uh, holds a roll of tape yep. uh, when they're taping. This is uh, another thing that I think um, um, the AT community would be fascinated about is, is uh, when it comes to um, how an AT holds a roll of tape. Uh, are they holding it uh, this way? Are they holding mm-hmm. it that way? Are they tearing it from above? Are they tearing it from underneath? Yep. Um, uh, the direction that they apply the tape. If you're doing an ankle, are you uh, um, uh, applying the tape from top underneath? Yep. Or are you coming from underneath over the top? Uh, when you combine all those variables, the tape can have a very different feel. Yep. Uh, so um, it becomes complex. It, it can be as complicated as you want to make it. Right. And that's where having the insight... Um, is good to be able to, okay, pull from all of those variables what's really relevant, and then you can um, pursue them. Um, other attributes, seating, okay, how a tape seats on itself. When I, when I use the term seating, what I'm talking about is uh, how a tape uh, lays upon uh, um, the layer below. Mm-hmm. When, when you're overlapping uh, layers of tape, say half, um, half uh, the width, right. uh, as you're um, going, doing an ankle, for example. Is that like um, the smoothness, or is that right. the adherence, exactly. or is it all of the? It's uh, uh, what uh, what you want is uh, uniformity, and in a perfect world, uh, regarding seating, um, when uh, an ankle 
is completed, for example, um, there wouldn't be pronounced uh, edges where you can see uh, the widths gotcha. of, of the tape. Yep. I mean, ideally, it would look like just one uniform. Just kind of blends together. What, yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, these these are things that most ATs don't think about nope. until you mention it to them, okay? Mm-hmm. And when you mention it to them, it's like, ping, it's like, oh, yeah, well, I guess that that is something that I take into account. Manipulation. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're taping ankles, uh, figure eights, and heel locks. That's about manipulating. Okay. Um, this is a biggie because uh, a tape uh, might be perfect in most of the attributes, but if a, a given trainer has difficulty uh, working a tape for whatever reason due to that tape's rigidity, uh, or other properties, well, that might be uh, cause for failure. Just just that one element, okay? And we all know, I mean, every football team, for example, while most of the guys may be relatively straightforward as far as uh, strapping their ankles go, mm-hmm. every football team has four or five athletes that are just nightmares for whatever reason. Their foot shape right. is, is just crazy enough to where – no matter how you go about it, it's like um, it takes you twice as long to apply figure eights and heel locks on, on these guys. Yep. Um, and that's where manipulation comes into play. Um, how well an AT can manipulate a roll of tape plays into confidence. And um, I think uh, confidence is a big deal to ATs. We all take uh, pride right. in, in how uh, well we tape ankles, and especially when you're in a training room in a football uh, game day situation where, you know, you've got uh, comrades on each side of you. You don't want to be the guy that's con- constantly screwing right. up, right. having the back tape off and re- redo things because then the other guys are looking at you it's like, What's wrong with him today? Um, Just so all the young in, ATs when they freak out because the powerful or their pre-wrap oh, rolls yeah, up or yep, exactly. falls apart. Yeah, those those, those are the things that uh, I mean. Um, that'll cause you to break out into a little bit of a cold oh, sweat because yeah. you're. I hope they didn't see that. You know, but, <laughs> it happened to me the first uh, time I was with volleyball when I was at Madison because this there was very particular about how far, and I was just soaking wet so like, yeah, yeah one of the other this is like my first day one of the other players went and got me a towel oh, what a way to kick it off yeah for sure so um tear tear is is maybe one of the top two or three I and, believe and that. tear is um probably um the number one um uh property as far as uh, feedback that comes comes to us directly from our reps or from ATs. Again, you can have a tape that's absolutely perfect in every way, shape, or form, but if for whatever reason uh, it's difficult to tear or um, inconsistent to Mm -hmm. tear, that is, uh, if every fourth or fifth time you go to tear the tape and you you stumble for whatever reason, uh, that can be uh, a, a disqualifier in the eyes of uh, trainers. And, and uh, it get, it get, getting back to personal techniques again, this is another, uh, as far as tearing goes, it's fascinating to dig into. Uh, and and uh, you guys can all go out now and really focus like you've never <laughs> focused before. But pay attention to how ATs tear tape because it wasn't until I got here and started researching things, it never dawned on me how many approaches there are right. to tearing tapes. Uh, it's, it's astounding, actually, um, how ATs, um, again, how they hold it, tearing it high, low, um, underneath, over the top. Um, so uh, look for that the next time you're out there. Um, Strength, obviously, that goes without saying. Uh, A tape needs to uh, have strength uh, relative to the application that it's being used for. Uh, Sometimes I think that uh, tensile, which is a technical term for uh, a tape's strength, um, I think uh, there's a little bit of a tendency maybe to uh, uh, overrate tensile Mm -hmm. properties. there are some trainers that that look first to the data as far as tensile 
strength goes. And it's like, uh, okay, guys, well, are you looking to tow a car out of a ditch with this product? Right. Or are you looking to strap an ankle? Right. Uh, you have to keep things relative to the application. You want to make sure that the tape is strong enough for the purpose you're applying it yep. uh, to, right? Um, bigger guys, uh, football linemen, uh, if a tape is uh, relatively weak, I mean, we've seen how, I mean, they can literally just pull tape apart. Yep. Uh, you don't want that to happen. Uh, but again, you've got to factor in all of those other uh, properties as well. Um, adhesion. So I mentioned seating, but adhesion is a little different. When I'm talking about adhesion, I'm talking about um, the, uh, the overall adhesiveness of a tape from beginning to to end mm -hmm. um so it goes beyond seating uh because the tape sometimes the tape has to adhere to skin it has to adhere to, to uh pre-wrap yep. uh any number of uh different things so uh and when you begin to factor in uh heat uh perspiration right. uh, uh moisture uh with the stresses involved um uh that's where adhesion can really come into play because if the tape begins to break down uh, the moment, uh, for example, um, through the sun belt, um, those schools have real problems with heat and perspiration where adhesion I is concerned. It's a very it. demanding uh, atmosphere for tape, and that's the environment really that we want to ta uh, test in right. um, when you're talking about extremes. Um, efficacy is pretty clear. Efficacy would be the overall uh, performance of uh, a given application uh, for the duration um, of that application. Uh, comfort to the athlete specifically is critical. You can have a tape that's absolutely perfect in every way, but if it cripples the athlete for whatever reason, that's not kinda, a good thing either. The purpose, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then. Um, most of all, reliability. Yep. Okay. Um, so I've just gone through all of these properties and uh, how every athletic trainer is different regarding um, how they're assessing tape once it gets into their hands. They don't realize it, but they're factoring all of these things when they're evaluating um, tape. Um but a tape has to be reliable. What I'm talking about is from one roll to the next, from one case to the next. Um, tape, again, uh, outwardly, it appears relatively simple, but the manufacturing process um, is uh, relatively unforgiving to the point where small oversights uh, in the production process can, um, can render a tape uh, more difficult to work with. So, uh, and again, ATs uh, don't like going from, from one role to the next mm -hmm. and then finding a completely different feel for whatever reason with the same type of tape. Because yeah, again, I'll use football as an example. You're taping a lot of ankles, game day, you get into a rhythm, right? right. It's like, okay, guys <laughs> jump up and, and you're in a rhythm. And then all of a sudden you go to a new roll of tape and it's like, that's not a good thing or you go to a new roll of tape and the first couple times you try to tear it 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 doesn't tear well for whatever reason or um it comes off the roll like without any resistance whatsoever right. um you can't have that uh that's where uh, reliability and and consistency comes in um and end of the day it's assessments of all these properties that determines the performance value. Mm -hmm. Bang for the buck in the eyes of every given AT. Right. Um, that's, that's how they're going to assess product. Um, so um, I have no idea how long I was just talking, but uh, I would wager that most people would never guess you could even talk that long about tape. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good uh, 20 minutes or, but, or so uh, on tape, and, yeah. And uh, that's kind of a, honestly, that's kind of a high-level overview. I was just um, going to ask these guys if they had thought about that type of thing when they pick up a roll of tape. Oh, no, that's oh. what I was thinking this whole time. Like, I've never thought that much about it. But it's like also your taping true. class freshman year. Uh-huh. 
Right. Just trying to tear it and lay it down, and all yeah, you're hoping yeah. is to rip mm-hmm. the freaking thing. And, and now, when you go out, okay, the next time uh, you have a roll of tape in your hands, mm-hmm. be thinking about some of these things. Oh, yeah. See if you don't, uh, if it if it doesn't affect uh, or make you more sensitive mm-hmm. to uh, observing things. Another thing that's really interesting, um, inside of the industry, across uh, the population, um there are a lot of ATs that um, are using and have used a given tape forever. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're just staunch about a given tape. Um, and it can be interesting when you sit down with them and say, okay, well, so why is it that this is your preferred uh, tape? And, um, it's funny because oftentimes it's clear that no one has ever asked them that question, right? And it's like it stymies them for a second because it, they've never thought about it. It's like, um, I don't know. Hmm. And then uh, invariably what the answer is going to be, well, it's all I've ever used. Right. Uh, or it's what, it's what we used in college. Or it's cheap. It's what I cut my teeth on. So that's what I used when I got out into the working world. Um, and that's part of our challenge then is to, okay, understand um, all of these properties with our product, but we also have to uh, know where our competitors stand mm-hmm. in all of those properties uh, from uh, each type of tape. I mean, we're just talking about rigid strapping tape here. Um Mueller, we have uh, five uh, types of rigid strapping tape, just domestically. Internationally, we have uh, we have more. Uh, yeah, there was one that, that I had never heard of right, until I started traveling. Like that, the Euro uh, tape, uh, yep. didn't know it existed. And those are built um, uh, upon the uh, the needs of given markets around the world. Um, Everywhere else seems to like it as tacky and as t- adhesive as right. possible. Mm-hmm. And, and then you've got uh, you've got uh, the elastic tapes, but it's not just elastic tapes, okay? You have light elastics, you have medium elastics, you have heavy elastics, and each elastic will be available in adhesive and cohesive. Yep. So right there, just with the variables uh, from within one brand, uh, you have great potential to be confusing. But when you factor in uh, the fact that uh, when you're talking uh, elastic tapes in the marketplace, there are multiple brands that honestly make really good products, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and uh, in, in some ways, I think it's uh, inside of the elastic uh, silo that um, uh, the most competition exists from a technical perspective. I can believe that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, you have to be aware of all of that. And in the last uh, year and a half, Mueller, we've um, kind of raised the bar in the industry by introducing um, a completely new category of elastic tape that we call hyper-elastic. And um, you know what I'm talking I about? I know what you're uh, talking about. Yeah, uh, the recoil. Have you guys seen this? Oh, no. Not. Okay. So... Um, Recoil going to try and play with uh, it more this year. Is really uh, a fantastic product, uh, and this one is a lot of fun to show to ATs for the first time. Um, we have the exclusive on it uh, inside of the sports medicine uh, category uh, internationally. Um, there's no other product like it anywhere in the world. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not a cloth-based, uh, textile-based product. It's not a non-woven type product it's actually a polymer um, one way to describe it is as um, an exercise band that sticks to itself okay it is a, it is a cohesive but uh, what sets this product apart are the elastic properties uh, compared to other heavy uh, types of elastic um, other heavy types of uh, elastic tapes historically have been uh, woven or knit um, textile products. And um, the downside of those is that when they're put under a load for a long period of time, the elastic properties fatigue 
to the point where it just gets sloppy, right? Um, ideally, you want an elastic tape because you're putting it down for supporting purposes. Um, you want that uh, support to be there until the athlete takes the tape off. But um, previous to introducing uh, the market to recoil, um, that really didn't exist. Um, this is a product. Um, we didn't develop this product to replace any tapes in the market. Um, this is a product that ATs are using to augment their current approaches so they can take uh, their, their current approaches to an entirely new level simply by adding one or two layers uh, over the top with, uh, with the recoil. Or um, the fact that recoil is allowing ATs to do things with tape that have never been possible before. Right. Um, the way you can work this product is amazing. And as far as uh, the number of applications um, you can use it for, it's really limited only by your imagination. Um, when you hand a roll to an AT and they start playing with it a little bit, you can you can see the wheels start <laughs> turning in their head and they're thinking, it's like, I wonder if it'll work for, it. yeah, it will. It'll work for that, whatever right. you're thinking about, <laughs> it'll work. Um, so it's really dramatically uh, different. Um, this is actually a brand new roll, and you'll notice it doesn't look like there's a lot there. Mm -hmm. And one of the first questions that we get is like, well, you know, there's not much there. Well, fact of the matter is there's actually more here than there is on uh, most of the traditional heavy elastics. Okay, because this product is three times thinner than uh, the heavier duty textile based uh, elastics, okay. okay? Which is a great advantage. Um, so you can put a couple layers of this down uh, and it's not going to bulk anything up at all. Uh, if, if you've got an ankle situation with a soccer player, for example, you can really lock down uh, an ankle instability uh, and, and still give them the uh, tight fit that they demand in their footwear, right? right. Um, things like that. It's, uh, uh, you can actually put it on underwater. <laughs> uh, swimmers and divers love this product. Um, when we were um, field testing it, um, I had ATs calling me, uh, telling me that they were having to put the samples under lock and key because the athletes were coming back into the training room stealing stealing the rolls once they had a chance to use it. Uh, the one inch for volleyball players, absolutely fantastic. Oh, for thumbs and fingers. Thumbs, fingers. Uh, several of the NFL teams are using it. Uh, the uh, the linemen for fingers, yep. uh, et cetera. Um, wrestling ATs love the three and a half inch because uh the, the amount of consistent compression that it provides. Yep. Uh, when you have a clash of heads and say you have a laceration along the hairline uh, with a wrestler um, versus current approaches, uh, if you take a dressing and the three and a half inch recoil just once around the head, I mean, you can control that bleeding almost immediately. Uh, and it's going to be more comfortable for the athlete. And um, by coincidence, the nature of the, the product is such that it actually remains in place um, quite well um, on the head. So it's popular with soccer trainers right. for that reason as well, um, where you see a lot of clashes of heads. Um, I like that three and a half for a replacement for an ace wrap. There you compression. go. Yep. That, I like that because you can conform it better. And even if you, when you're wrapping, if it doesn't lay perfect, you can still get it enough to get that compression. Exactly. And you control your gaps and, yep. again, low profile, but and also right. supportive, probably a little bit more than an ace wrap. And we all know how well ace wraps stay in place when <laughs> somebody starts walking on them. Yeah, this this is not going to budge. Um, right. And uh, what we're hearing um, is that uh, a lot of ATs are carrying the one the two and the three and a half inch one roll of each mm -hmm. in every one of their kits because it's become kind of like the duct tape of the athletic training world you can you can use it for anything right um, and um, as time goes by they're finding it indispensable um, a quick tip um, because the product is so different 
um, you don't tear this like a, a traditional tape. If you try to tear this like a traditional tape, you're going to have issues, okay? Um, what you do is literally pull the tape apart, okay? Um, the three and a half inch, you might want to cut because it's so much wider yeah. and it's so strong. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll... Uh, I'll let you play with that. Give that to Malcolm. Let him play with it a little bit. Um, but uh, if starting, uh, as far as applications go, um, efficiencies, um, uh, using the three and a half inch, if I begin with the, the arch of the foot, for example, yeah. um, as far as uh, arch issues, plantar fascia issues, using the three and a half inch, you can literally, uh, in about 10 seconds, with the three and a half inch envelope the the arch uh and uh provide them greater comfort with lower profile with um lasting uh support right um in about 10 seconds right um ankle instabilities uh again depending on uh, the significance of a given laxity in an athlete uh, you might want to use a two inch. You might want to use a three inch, but you can really lock an ankle down. Um, uh, compartment issues, lower leg. Again, so simple. Right. Just once around the amount of compression yep. that I mean, why use a neoprene sleeve when you can um, uh, use the three and a half inch recoil that is literally like a second skin. Yeah. The athlete won't even know it's there. Uh, definitely worth worth a try. Um, patellar tendon issues, if you've got uh, jumper's knee issues yep. going on, or if uh, you're uh, you work with younger kids and Osgood Schlatter's is an yep. issue. Yep. Uh, using the two inch uh, just once around, uh, you can you can fabricate immediately what amounts to a jumper's knee strap. Uh, ITB issues, yep. same thing, <laughs> just once around. So, and that's where, again, if you're on the road, uh, these things come up. But you can you can handle, you can manage all of these needs with just one tape. Yep. Okay. Um, so this this is where the product really pays for itself. Um, it's not cheap, but it's not prohibitively expensive. It prices out. Uh, all things considered, it prices out very close to um, the uh, the current heavyweight elastics that are in the market. Mm -hmm. um, so um, we're just really, really over the moon with uh, with this product and and what we've been able to achieve with it, it even though it's only been in the market for a short period right. of time. So it's not mainstream yet. But it's, the word is definitely spreading. I think um, you'll see the change in it for issues. sure. Oh yeah, I definitely like that. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a few roles, and and I'll be interested to hear from <laughs> from you uh, <laughs> about uh, uh, your thoughts after you've had a chance to use it. Stay track. A little yeah. bit. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah. Um, I'm thinking that I've probably sucked all the air out of them. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I think uh, as, as an overview for tape, that's, that's maybe kind of a good synopsis. Do any of you yeah, have you, specific questions? I, just, I was going to throw you on the spot. Like, okay. How many different ver like tapes does Mueller have? Uh, it's a good question. And, uh, uh, or just your best. Yeah, I'm glad we're not on a game show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have... Uh, let me think about it for a second because uh, we have specialty tapes right. uh, as well. Um, tapes that go to uh, into the retail market specifically okay. for sporting goods. Um, in total, upwards of twenty to twenty-five. I was gonna say I, I could sure if I like sat and like thought about it could come mm -hmm. up with around like twenty. Yep. When you mentioned you've got five, just right. of your kind of traditional yeah. ones. I had been here a year. And I, every once in a while, I'd still stumble into a tape that I didn't even know <laughs> existed here. So, That's funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's the breadth right. of our selection is, is vast. Yeah, get accomplished what you mm -hmm. need to. I know we use several sure. versions situationally. Yeah. Yep. Same. I think at the school I'm at, we actually have the Mueller Perform tape. 
Okay. Learned to really like that over the last year. That's what we use. Yep. Yeah, performs a real, real popular tape. And mm-hmm. again, but then uh, we also use the athletic care as our like wrist taping for like the football guys mm-hmm. that just want to come in and right. throw a couple strips around because it does the trick. It's exactly. a little more affordable on our budget. Works out well. Yeah, and so. these these are all. This is all feedback that's interesting for us because mm-hmm. you might go into a school training room where uh, the head AT. Uh, uh, makes the decision for everybody, yep. right? And it's just one type of tape. Uh, uh, Sounds about the, right. And, yeah. and <laughs> that's what they use. Or you might go into a school where, uh, you know, I let each of my ATs choose for themselves wh- whatever they want to use. So you might that's see, nice you enough. might see mm-hmm. four or five different types mm-hmm. or brands of tape being used. It varies. But the thing then is to say, oh, that's really cool. All right, let's talk a little bit about about that. I mean, what what uh, led you to uh, uh, t- to that decision? I mean, why are you taking that approach? How has that worked for you? Um, things like that. Um, these are hopefully um, ATs that are um, watching um, this broadcast. Um, I would say feel free to contact us uh, yeah. with your observations um, about product. Uh, are there things uh, as far as uh, physical properties, performance attributes that aren't being addressed that should be right. uh, in the marketplace. Um, one great advantage that Mueller has is that we have um, quite a few regional sales managers uh, around the country, and um, we'll have them stop and see you uh, if you have specific uh needs questions if you want to check out a type of tape um by all means we'll we'll work with you on that um it's about engagement again so yeah it's a big big part of things um do you guys have any taping questions now that you've got the full i don't think so no i just wish we had this during the spring (laughs) 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 helpful had some achilles issues tracking field Yep. One one of the biggest complaints we had was they didn't like the uh, bulk of the uh, heavier elas- right. elastic tape. So I think right sort of really helped out. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's uh, so I would say experiment with it. Um, I can't say that it's going to be a fix for absolutely everything, but uh, if uh, you have feudal feudal results with uh, other types of tape with a certain approach, hey. Give it, give it a whirl, or maybe you want to combine it. It's with the arts and crafts of part of athletic training. Yeah, that's really again. Um, what we know how intuitive we right. can be as a community, right? I mean, uh, um, necessity is the mother of invention, <laughs> and that's you give. Uh, we're a lot like MacGyver, uh, I think, <laughs> as a population. For you sure. Give us a, a gum wrapper, a lemon wedge, and a potato, and we can make <laughs> a shortwave radio. There so, you go. <laughs> um, we're we're used to those things. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you wanted to cover on tape, or we can jump into I don't our think athletic you want training? Me to, <laughs> no, to okay. Get going on anything else, but maybe uh, we'll have a round two on tape. Well, sometime. yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, no doubt there's going to be uh, a second uh, session that for we sure have down the road. This has been fun. Well, so then our five questions, and that we always ask. First one: What does being an athletic trainer, or formerly mm-hmm. being an athletic trainer, mean to you? Um. That's that's a great question. Um, I th- I think uh, just speaking in general terms, uh, and I know that uh, the NATA is uh, aggressively um, addressing this um, within the general public. I don't think there's as much awareness uh, regarding the significance of contributions made by athletic trainers. Um, I always enjoy having the opportunity to elaborate with people who, who don't know um, just the difference that ATs make. I right. mean, uh, for example, uh, pull ATs out of uh, the National Football League, uh, and you're going to have an empty stadium every Sunday. The sport, I mean, team sports at high levels, as we know them, right? they don't exist. I mean, that's the difference that athletic, they simply won't exist without athletic trainers. Um, And so for me, 
everywhere I've ever been, I just want to make a difference. Yep. That's what it comes like down that. to. And I, I, I think uh, one of the things I appreciate most about uh, athletic trainers um, is uh, it's a calling, okay? Uh, people don't go into this career field because they want to become famous. Right. Uh, they want to become wealthy uh, or any other, or because they want to work uh, 30, 40 hour right. work weeks. Right. <laughs> um, they, they do it because it's a calling. Right. I, 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 that's, I, they're selfless, that's well dedicated people that want to make a difference. And I think that's kind of where I would fall as well. I'd like to think. There you go. Do you remember one of your four? Yeah, so uh, if there's one thing about athletic training, like a stigma or like some modality people use, like what would you like to change? Well, uh, you, you mentioned stigma. Getting back to what I was just saying about promoting um, more awareness of um, the role of athletic trainers. Stigma um, inside of the public, it still it, it disturbs me to run into people that still think when you when uh, they hear the term athletic trainer, they think of a dumpy little guy schlepping water. <laughs> um, and that's just, uh, I, I want to take a stick and jam <laughs> it into my eye. When, a rehydration when, specialist. But, um, but that's also an opportunity to say, hey, you know, this, is, this is what it's really all about. But... Uh, and hopefully we'll get over that hump. Um, and Mueller, uh, from a grassroots perspective, we want to give back and promote um, the, uh, the field as much as possible. Uh, we're trying to support young people going into uh, pursuing um, their degrees and their training uh, to become certified athletic trainers and, and beyond um i mean most of the ats that i i see now have like you've got 15 or 16 uh, letters after your name <laughs> so uh and that speaks again to the dedication trying uh, to keep learning uh, could uh, never know it yeah, all exactly so and and the reason you're you're putting yourself through all that is because it's an indicator of how much you care about t- taking care of your athletes for sure right so uh, next question. All right. If you could go back in time, being a former athletic trainer, so if you could get, give advice to yourself or even to young athletic trainers right now, mm-hmm. what would be that piece of advice? Oh. You have kind of a unique perspective having yeah. started in athletic training and now still involved with it, but. Wow. <laughs> um, advice. Well, uh, early on, um, I think that um, aspiring ATs, uh, like incoming freshmen, for uh, I'm gonna guess that they get sorted pretty quick. If, uh, as far as again, we're talking about the long, long hours. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, I think that if people saw um, what goes on with the ATs and equipment people. Uh, at uh, a collegiate football game, for example, on game day or when uh, camp opens up in the fall, um, when those days start, when those days end, uh, you're getting spit on, you're getting bled on, you're getting sweat on, you're picking up things that most people wouldn't, I mean, Mm -hmm. want to approach if they had a hazmat suit on. (laughs) Um, And uh, again, that's where it's a calling. Um, so I would just, I don't know if psychological profiling is the right <laughs> word, but... Um, Get ready to embrace it. Yeah, I, I think that uh, you want to uh, understand the mindset that's going to be needed. Uh, like the that. selfless dedication Yeah, that's required to have success in the field. Absolutely. Yeah. What is maybe a most influential resource around athletic training that you found in your career uh for me um i i think it's fair to say i wouldn't be here right now if if not for my mentor when i was in school um the the uh just having um 
if if uh, one senior level person um, sees something <coughs> in you that at the time you don't understand, but um, they uh, work with you perhaps uh, above and beyond um, what you observe with uh, some of the other students, um, that's that's really special. I, I think um, role modeling and accountability for athletic trainers. Um, once you're out in the working world, you want to be an example for the students coming in uh, and you want to be accountable. So. Last one is where do you see the profession going in the next five to ten years? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I, I think uh, we had a chance to sit down with Tori Lindley at oh, Northwestern yeah. uh, last month. And, wow, man, what an impressive guy. And yeah. uh, he laid out for us, I mean. Run right on that the, show and the whole NATA. Yeah, I, yeah it's like, well. What would you, you know, do today? Exactly. I, I don't know if the guy sleeps. Right. But um, he has big uh, ideas and um I th- I think that uh, the NATA is in great hands with I him. I'm um, excited. I am. I have to admit, I am very curious to uh, to see how um, uh, the uh, the change regarding uh, curriculums yes, shakes that will. out. Shakes out. Um, so we'll see. We'll see there. But um, I think. Uh, I think I'd like to see, uh, and this goes with um, uh, the general public understanding better uh, the the um, the role and the value of athletic trainers. But clearly, um, they need to be paid more. Um, I think it'll ha- I think it'll be a shift that will occur because yeah, it's going to have to. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I've been reading more and more studies about. Uh, statistics uh, clearly show that schools that have an athletic tra- full-time athletic trainer have healthier kids and that and they sustain fewer injuries than schools that don't have right and it can be a quality of life issue oh for sure you know at the high school level a kid can get hurt and um, maybe it's the the acute nature of an injury at the time how it's handled that can follow that kid for the rest of their lives or uh, their access to a qualified um, uh, rehab mm-hmm. um, or just mental. Uh, I mean, um, as ATs or psychologists, a fair number, uh, a fair part of the time right. as well. Um, I remember, and I'm sorry, I keep talking here, but this is a good one. When I, I do remember when I was working uh, in the field, um, being an AT is really one of the cool things about it is that technically uh, you're part of management. Okay, so if you're working for a professional sports mm-hmm. team, technically you're 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 management. But the athletes will tell you things that they would never say uh-huh. to anyone in management. Right. And management will tell you things that they would never say to the athletes. Uh-huh. Okay, so you're. It, it's uh, really interesting to observe uh, how uh, how things uh, materialize and and uh, the whole um, dynamic of situations. Right. Sometimes. That's a good point. Um, that maybe is another one of those things you haven't really mm-hmm. thought about. Right. But, uh, uh, I always thought that was pretty cool. For sure. Being an AT. Well, just to wrap it up, you had mentioned and you want feedback from people on anything and everything with tape and whatnot. What is the best way to get that feedback to you guys? Yeah. Uh, so okay, I opened my big mouth on, hmm. on that one. Um, I would say to give um, Mueller. A call, customer service, okay. um, or uh, ATs that are out in the field right now. Chances are they know the Mueller rep right. first. I mean, they uh, probably have a personal relationship yep. with uh, the Mueller regional sales manager. Um, I, I guess that would be your first um, uh, person to okay. check in with. So before contacting Mueller directly. 
um, locate your regional uh, manager and uh, say, hey, you know. Keep an eye out I've, for I've, surveys and yeah, your email. Yeah, well, I've got uh, this issue or I'm curious about this and let them know. And uh, the rep will either forward that directly to me or they might patch, patch you through directly Perfect. to me. So that would be the way I'd go about it. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you for taking the time. This was Fantastic. good. I thank you. Always learning something about tape. <laughs> I think you've all learned by now that it's pretty easy to get me <laughs> rolling about something. It's, it's all good. Getting me to stop is a trick sometimes. <laughs> Fair enough.